solar panels on the roof with no upfront cost. So specifically, we're going to take steps to expand the use of a tool we call PACE, which helps you pay for solar panels through the future savings on your energy bills. You're listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, a production of the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Ling. And today we're talking about a pretty exciting announcement from President Obama yesterday. So we're recording this on the 25th of August, and he had a speech in Nevada on the 24th of August where he announced a whole list of uh, new initiatives from the administration. Uh, some pretty exciting stuff in there, and uh, we're going to talk... Uh, about one of those initiatives at, at, in detail today. It was a huge announcement. It was it was a series of announcements. Nine bullets here that uh, were part of the announcement. A billion dollars, Tom, uh, for additional loan guarantee authority for distributed uh, for distributed generation yeah. and uh, innovative technologies. Uh, a new HUD DOE program for homeowners. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Department of Defense uh, privatized Housing Solar Challenge uh, to provide solar for over 40 million bases ar- uh, uh, across the U.S. So this is, uh, this is solar on uh, military uh, bases and, and houses within military bases. Correct. And then there's also another uh, initiative to install solar on federally... Subsidized housing, yeah. 300 megawatts. 300 megawatts. By 2020. That's a that's lot. A lot. It's already 2015. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot of incremental. I mean, you figure, you know, the average home might put on a five kilowatt system. So putting in 300 megawatts, 300,000 kilowatts. That's a lot of. That's, that's a, a lot of systems. That's a new. On. That's a, definitely a boon to the to the solar industry. The uh, doubling energy productivity by 2030. I'm just going through the list here. Um, Kind of a kind of a renewable energy standard for the country he put in in there as well, right? Some specific projects, a very large transmission line for uh, uh, for California, uh, a 485 megawatt photovoltaic facility. We could talk about any one of these in a complete podcast and probably uh, then some, but um, a really an incredible uh, set of, of of new announcements from the Obama administration. Uh, yesterday. And specifically, we want to talk about something that's called PACE. So property assessed clean energy bonds is what Mm -hmm. they are. And the way PACE works is uh, a a homeowner can have the cost of a solar system or an energy efficiency upgrade added to their property tax assessment. And that revenue is then issued in the form of bonds and financed and and the homeowner gets uh, gets financing through that mechanism and then pays it off through their property tax assessment every year. And 31 different states passed legislation on this, really a big boom in it back in 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. all around the country. Uh, it was implemented in a number of places and it had really great uptake, really successful program. People loved it. And then the FHA issued a letter and uh, said, you know, sorry. We're not going to honor these. Uh, these so, the, so the concept was really invented, right, Tom, in the 2007, 2008 right. sort of time frame. Very quick uptake. States passed, 31 states passed enabling legislation to allow for this additional bonding authority and collection through property tax for both residential and commercial PACE. Commercial PACE has continued. 
states have continued to uh, to adopt commercial t- pace programs. The I key, think California has really been the lead. Yeah, uh, the, the key difference here is that the the letter that I referred to that was issued from FHA. Yeah. Uh, by the former director of FHA, mm-hmm. and they said that we uh, will not honor mortgages. And they've got. Five million mortgages throughout yeah, the country. Twenty percent of the new home mortgages they underwrite. And they said we won't honor mortgages that have a pace lien on them. Well, the reason this was so devastating to to residential was, as he said, FHA covers or, or Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae cover twenty percent of the the home mortgages. They don't cover commercial mortgages, so their their issuance of that letter didn't have any impact right. on the commercial mortgage market, and so we've seen commercial pace continue to grow and expand and and be used around the country, but in residential uh, pace, it pretty much really threw a wet blanket yeah, on yeah, um, really really stopped on residential over. pace. So and and so, what's different? Let's talk about th- this announcement as of yesterday. Uh, First of all, there's a new director. There's a that's, new director. That's different. Ed Golding. He's a new director as of March. Um, and and it, it would appear one of his very first uh, major actions is to issue new guidance here. Uh, new FHA guidance uh, from HUD uh, dealing with residential property assessed clean energy. And the biggest and the first bullet here, I'm looking at a two-page document that they released shortly after the president's announcement. And I think this is the extent of the new guidance for now. Um, is this clarification on lien position. And you talked about that, right? That only PACE liens that preserve payment priority for the first lien mortgages through subordination will be allowed. Right. So So if you've got your, if your state has legislation mm -hmm. that establishes a PACE loan as being ahead of uh, the the loan, the mortgage payment. In a senior position. In a senior position then that would need to be changed in order right. to be considered uh, valid through this, uh, this new PACE guidance. Right. But it's possible. So mm-hmm. you can, you can, if you change that position to a secondary position or a subordinate position to the mortgage, then you can actually uh, operate the program and, and PACE has opened up that window. So um, how do we research this then? Let's talk a little bit about what's out there. There's an organization that exists to promote PACE, both residential and commercial PACE, called PACE Now. P-A-C-E-Now.org yeah. is our website. And it's a great resource. We use it often here at the Center for the New Energy Economy. Uh, they list the 31 states that have an interactive map here, 31 states that have PACE, PACE legislation enacted. And then they also know which states also have launched programs, right? So it's statutory authority, but then whether they've moved forward and launched, um, in these cases, commercial PACE programs, right? Because there are no active residential PACE programs. Well, there, there's a couple of states that have continued uh, some residential PACE uh, by using other sources of money as a, as a backstop. Right. So California, right? California Use, has. Uh, uh, I believe New York did. Um, but for the most part, it really, it, you know, that letter back in 2010 really just stopped. Uh, pace throughout the country for the most part. So the so the next piece of, of research that, that maybe the Center for the New Energy Economy should do or probably others are thinking about right now is where are those places, where are the states that have enacted PACE uh, legislation that uh, either put the property assessment in a senior position right. above the mortgage right. or are silent on it or, or put it in a secondary position 
that really gives us a sense of which states might be sort of in a place to launch programs uh, sooner and others that might need to you know think about uh, legislation modifying existing statute right so that's the big that's really the big Enabler. piece of the of yeah. the of the guidance there's also you know some other clarifying things that they have in here in terms of uh, pace payment structures in terms, the eligible properties, the equity requirements, uh, those sorts of those sorts of things that you know states that are considering uh, reactivating their pace programs under this new guidance uh, would be probably uh, smart to look at, make sure that they have those provisions in their legislation or in their program documents. Um, another big piece of this announcement was the home energy performance score. And uh, the right. use of the home energy performance score uh, to enable homeowners to access more money. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about sure. how yeah, that Sure, yeah. I think this is a huge... So the, so the lean position is sort of the enabler, but the real interesting policy innovation in this new program, and, and it's something that we've talked about and written about to some extent here at, at the center, is this whole idea of, uh, of discretionary income, right, for more efficient houses... Uh, more efficient households pay less to the utility company in energy bills and have more cash on a monthly basis to spend on durable goods or consumer goods or, in this case, plow back into their mortgage. Right. So the, the announcement here, uh, and there's a, a few paragraphs in this two-pager that uh, FHA has put out about new standards to allow for uh, uh, borrowers to uh, be eligible for two percentage points more so they can borrow uh, two percentage points more um, if they score six or above on their home energy score, so this right. is a this so the is a idea DOE rating of one to ten, right? And for, for measurement homes. of the efficiency of a home, right? right. And and the idea here is that um, when they're when they're qualifying you for a certain amount of money, they're looking at your debt to income ratio, and considered in that debt uh, number is not the the fact that you're not going to spend as much on energy as you would otherwise in an inefficient home. So if you had $100 a month as an energy bill and you were able to invest in energy efficiency and bring that down to $50, well, you have $50 more uh, available to you. And that should be able to qualify you for more money, right? And so this is the first time that uh, that's been something that's considered by Would FHA. you say that's taking energy... Redefining energy is no longer just a fixed cost, but a variable cost, and, and then sure. rolling that into the debt uh, debt to income ratio. Right, and this and this goes directly to the FHA's energy efficiency home program. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. investments in that program, which are generally either distributed generation or energy efficiency measures, you can qualify for more money. Well, I'm excited about what this could mean for appraisals. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for for non uh, Fannie and Freddie backed mortgages, right? Just right. How, how might the appraisal industry sort of observe this and maybe change over time for for uh, for non federally backed mortgages, and and then also you know, are, how, how is this going to drive adoption maybe of rooftop solar mm -hmm. or ground source heat pumps or other things that homeowners are now going to have more cash to spend. Uh, up front uh, and amortize over the course of their mortgage. Yeah, an easy an easy pathway to financing and you know greater capital available. So this is a really exciting announcement. Ed Golding, the new director at, F at FHA, Good really work, Ed. yeah coming right out of the gate with uh, with this announcement. And you know we've been waiting for something like this for five years now. So this is a, a fantastic accomplishment. So. 
uh, we'll keep a look at this and uh, maybe see that that study coming out of the Center for the New Energy Economy here soon, looking at, <laughs> at the PACE programs around the country. But uh, you've been listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, uh, production of the Center for the New Energy Economy at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Ling. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you.